Hey, and welcome to the Frosty and Boyd podcast. I'm Kraft when suddenly I heard a noise. My teacher asked me, do you know the powerhouse of the cell? But I said, sorry, man, this time I know I go mine itself. Because I don't want to go to school, but there ain't nothing else to do. So I'm just... <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the Frosty and Boyd podcast, where we talk about all that is SEC football. Me and my man Frosty are the SEC kings. We absolutely love ourselves some SEC football, and dang, did we have a good week. I cannot wait to have it on and have a good conversation with him about it. I'm a diehard Florida fan. We had a great game against a great opponent. I don't care what anybody says. Ole Miss played a dang good game, and I'm super impressed with Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is going to upset some folks. I'm calling it Lane Kiffin. Great job. Um, I think just overall, I think the game just kind of went over to Florida's hand. You look at the um, you look at the the amount of time the teams had to get their things together. They just didn't have a whole lot of time, not a whole lot of practice days. So when you look at that, it is very complicated to run and manage a team in that short amount of time. It's about the amount of experience that you've had together. And Ole Miss just hasn't had that yet. Uh, Lane Kiffin just hasn't had that time that he's needed to have with them to to know all of those different things. But I think they just did a fantastic job. And the terms, you know, I hate to say, the terms of unimpressed just it didn't happen. That offense was flying. They're giving Florida a lot of problems. And Florida is supposed to have one of the best defenses in the SEC I mean, Florida didn't really have a response for um, the the wide receiver and the quarterback. I think they were running a dual quarterback at one point in the beginning, and it was just that speed of that offense just kept coming up there. I think the speed of the offense on the back end is kind of what bit them in the butt. It kind of just seemed like they came out for the second half and just kind of sputtered out. But uh, Kyle Trask managed to put up uh, 416 passing yards, uh, Kadarius Tony, 55 uh, rushing yards. Uh, Kyle Pitts, that tied in, probably, I mean, probably the top wide receiver slash tied into the country, 170 yards. And just, I mean, just putting up great numbers yesterday. Just very impressed. Uh, Emory Jones got out there and did a little bit as well. You know, he's a fantastic athlete as well. He's going to get his time to shine. But man, I think the story of the day was about Kyle Trask. I mean, it's kind of looking down. Let's see. He reached one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. He reached 12 different receivers yesterday. Holy cow, man. Just put up a great game. Um, I honestly thought that game could go either way at any point. Um, this was the play that I thought kind of shifted the game. You know, Florida was already up 28-14, but the um, Ole Miss just seemed like at any point in time that offense could could scout, uh, get back in it. The defense wasn't doing anything at that time to really put away the game. This was the play to me that set it apart. Here is Pitts. Run, young man, run. Touchdown, Gators. <laughs> we'll see safety pressure. 
which means you're going to get a little bit of a two trap and one of you have you have a beautiful this was a scoring play from about the 50 yard line just laid it out there for Pitts to go in and make a big play put his big wide receiver uh, tied in up against those safeties and they just did not have a chance I think there's a lots of things though that um, both teams have a lot to look forward to um, you know Florida's got South Carolina this weekend South Carolina played a very good game against Tennessee. We're going to be giving out our picks for this weekend and all the big games when I do my, our joint podcast with Frosty. And make sure you're listening in, obviously, for uh, Frosty. We're going to be doing things. You know, We'll have our own independent little inputs that we put in, and then once to twice a week we're going to get together and do like a larger podcast. So I'm really excited about this account and really doing this, uh, this podcast with – um, my best friend, Frosty. He and I go way back. And he and I have been debating football since, gosh, 2005, I think is when we became best friends. And it was kind of like that moment on uh, Step Brothers were like, did we just become best friends? I think we just did. And it was like that. And we've just been chill ever since. And he is a diehard Georgia Bulldog fan. I'm a diehard Florida fan, so you can imagine the amount of tension that comes during football season, but he he too is diehard, and I'm super thankful to have him in on this game with me and uh, be talking about SEC football this fall and hopefully beyond. Hopefully we're going to get a – hopefully a team can survive the, the, the schedule and get themselves into the, the national championship playoff. I'm not too sure – who I think Florida's got a good road to it. Um, you know, they play South Carolina, they play at Texas AM. Texas AM's a darn good team. That offensive line was a beast the other day. I think they're very underrated. I think Texas AM, led by Jimbo Fisher, is going to be a darn good team. I'm not going to take that one lightly. We play LSU at home, uh, Missouri at home, Georgia, of course, is the the joint game. Now, uh, I see Arkansas at home. I'm thankful for that. Vanderbilt's at home. Kentucky. At, oh, no, sorry. We play Vanderbilt away. Then Kentucky at home. And then at Tennessee. Tennessee looking like a good team as well. I think that's a team that I think is up there in the runnings for the SEC East and not getting the credit they deserve. I think everybody puts so much emphasis on Georgia and Florida in the East. In the West... I think all the focus – I really didn't think LSU was going to be great this season. I think um, if they finish in the top 25, I would be surprised. And it's not a coaching thing. When you only have seven returning starters – seven. Seven returning starters. And I think like one of those was a kicker. You know what I mean? Like you're just not on a roll for a good season. So it's going to it's gonna be a long season for uh, all you LSU fans. But don't worry. You know Coach O is going to have them back up in the top ten in no time. He's just a dynamic. He's a good coach. He's a very good coach. He's one of those guys that all that people just love to to be led by. You could tell his his players love him to death, and they're going to be right back up in the thick of it here. I think next year they'll be right back up in that top ten, coached up. I wouldn't be too surprised if LSU kind of got it there at the end. Uh, I'm just hoping they don't get it together before October 17th so uh, Florida can uh, get that W. LSU gave them heck last year, so I'm hoping 
you know, I kind of live down in LSU country. I live down, I live in Jackson, which you would think would be kind of Ole Miss territory, which there's, you know, a good amount of Ole Miss in Mississippi State, but there's a lot of LSU fans here. And I have not stopped getting heck about that. I've had family who are LSU friends, good friends, uh, even friends from when I lived over in Georgia that are LSU fans. And, man, they let me hear it after that game last year. So Coach O's going to have them back in, the, back in the swing of things in no time. I think when you look at the schedule overall, there's some really, really good teams that I'm impressed with. I think the entire league this year is really stacked. And it's unfortunate because we all have to play each other. We're not getting those, I hate to say, easy wins because some of them aren't easy. You know, like Florida, you know, sometimes they they play a very tough Florida State. I know they're kind of off balance this year, but Florida State in the past has been historically one of the best teams in the country. Um, You know, a lot of these things are not – like South Carolina – you know, they're not going to get to to beat up on some of those lesser teams. So we're, somebody's hopefully going to come out of the thick of this with hopefully just one loss, and they're going to be able to, uh, to, to maintain everything else. So my other impressions of the game overall was just Florida's uh, corners are just going to need to work. I know they lost some people to the draft. I think overall they played a game of management. They weren't that aggressive, I think. I think Ole Miss's offense sputtered more than Florida's defense stood up, if that makes sense. Ole Miss's offense in the beginning was just pass, go, pass, go, pass, go. I think when they got to the second half and they were down by two to three touchdowns at that point, they kind of let off the gas a little bit. I think they had Florida exposed whenever they were full throttle. I think if they would have incorporated more of a mix of pass and go, you know, run up, you know, no huddle, you know, run up and go and not give Florida the chance to substitute, it just seemed that Florida's corners just could not hang, especially trying to look it up now. But I think Morris was the name of the uh, wide receiver. I'm going to look this up real quick while I talk. Um, I mean, they were just fantastic, played a great game. Again, I think they just got to the second half and either they were just completely wiped out or they were uh, just trying to go somewhere else. I don't think the offense was doing bad in the way that it was operating in the first half. I think the defense was doing bad. They didn't have a way to stop. So uh, Matt Corral did a, played a fantastic game, 395 yards. Holy smokes. Uh, rushing uh, Ely at 79 yards. I think Florida did a great job shutting down the run. But, man, Elijah Moore, 227 receiving yards. Holy cow. He smoked Florida's secondary the entire game. I just – I don't see – he literally um, – <laughs> let me get my calculator out. So Matt Corral has 395 yards Minus 227. That means the rest of the team only caught 160 combined was 168 uh, passing yards. So that lets you know right then and there. Um, I thought, though, it was just a great game. I Huge respect for Ole Miss. Uh, I know I live up in Ole Miss, but I almost territory, but I have a huge respect for Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's going to do a great job. That offense showed great promise. I think once they get into the rhythm, the 
people are having reps with each other. They know their norms. There's something about once you get to that second or third year of working with people, you know their habits, how they run their routes, um, how they just handle different situations differently, and you can adjust. Ole Miss just hasn't had that yet, and I think that's what showed more than anything else. I would look forward to you know them trying to focus on that defense. Offense, I think they should just keep the gas going. What they were doing was working. It was just the defense could not get them in a spot. I mean, it just kind of felt like – it kind of just felt like Florida's offense was constantly on, but not necessarily because Ole Miss's – defense was that bad i guess i'm contradicting myself a little bit but as in as in i think the you know my my thought there was i wish that the offense could do more to keep that poor defense off the field by slowing it down maybe that's what they were trying to do that second half it just didn't seem like it was working so why keep doing it when they were you know slinging you know slinging the ball i mean florida's didn't really have that much uh, of a response. So I'm looking forward to a great game, though. They're playing against a South Carolina team this weekend, uh, led by Mr. Will Muschamp, another, uh, I don't want to say a great Florida coach, but, you know, he's a great coach. Um, You know, I'm not going to go there. (laughs) Or he's going to let bad blood be bad blood and, you know, not worry about that. But South Carolina this past weekend for Florida's upcoming game, you know, uh, they put up trying to pull it up here. Wanted to do all these shenanigans. It's crazy computer. Um, South Carolina though, they just, they had a really good game against uh, Tennessee. That was one of those things where deep down, I honestly wish you know. As a person whose team is in the East, both teams could lose. But in some ways, you you kind of felt bad because South Carolina played a really tough game, and they just could not, just couldn't finish it out. But uh, you know, Colin Hill, uh, South Carolina quarterback, putting up two hundred ninety eight or two hundred and ninety yards. Uh, Shy Smith put up one hundred forty receiving, and running back only fifty five yards. I would expect Florida to play really, really good defense. Uh, South Carolina just doesn't have that run and gun. They're going to be a little bit more traditional of an SEC-style offense. Those run and gun offenses, the no huddles, are very hard to compete against because you know SEC defenses, they like to line up and go face-to-face, and that's just not how that system allows you to do, which is great when you're facing an SEC defense. It keeps them constantly on their heels and they're not able to really take momentum. They're having to take chunks and basically give up what they can and manage the game. And I think Florida managed the game defensively well, but it just statistically, it was just a terrible, terrible day. But I look forward to a good game. I'm very excited about it. That game is at 1 o'clock, I believe. Nope. 11 a.m. my time, so that'd be 12 o'clock Eastern time. That's going to be on ESPN. I'm really pumped about it. Watch it with me, and uh, hopefully we're going to have another Florida great game. You know, I always root for teams outside of the – every time an SEC team plays someone outside of the SEC, I'm always so diehard on rooting for them, even if it's a team I hate. I like it when Georgia wins, as long as they're not beating Florida. 
um, this is a tough year because we're only playing against each other. So this league is going to be cut throat this year, and I'm really excited about it. Well, thanks for listening in to uh, my quick recap of the Florida Ole Miss game. I hope that you got it. If you disagree, send us a message in. You can email us over at frostyandboyd at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to ha- maybe even have you on if you disagree. I'm just really excited that you're here and ready to talk SEC football.